first case in the line of um, relevant um, constitutional case law was decided in 1971. It's New York Times Company versus U.S. at 403 U.S. 713. It's the Pentagon Papers case. Yeah, this is uh, the definitive first case uh, dealing with the protection of the news producing organizations such as Gannett P&J to hold and publish documents, even if those documents were stolen or in violation of the law in the first place, which the Pentagon Papers most definitely were. The Supreme Court has repeatedly, overwhelmingly, and clearly protected the right of the First Amendment to publish such materials and to hold them as long as they are matters of public interest. That is the key defining word to keep in mind. And she was the lawyer representing the PNJ and Gannett yesterday during this first hearing on the Replevin lawsuit that Jeff Bergash, Commissioner Bergash, managed to get the county commission to vote with him to pursue against Gannett, against Jonathan Owens, and against Alex Arduini uh, for what he claims is a inappropriate ownership of materials belonging to him that were on his cell phone that he took to the county IT department after he locked himself out of it through a variety of... He went through the whole sequence of it. It doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, basically, you know, he locked himself out of the phone. He goes to the county IT department. He has them try to back it up and solve the problem instead of going to some private individual to do it, which he could have done, obviously. Um, and now that somehow after that, and nobody seems to quite know how, but somehow after that, they wound up in the hands of Jonathan Owens, who told us about this, Alex Arduini, who does not have it, never did have it, and is being prosecuted on the basis of what I consider to be abuse of government authority and definitely a slap lawsuit, uh, strategic lawsuit against public participation is what those are called. It's illegal in the state of Florida. And uh, I think they're going to lose on that when that lawsuit comes uh, about uh, and the PNJ and Jonathan Owens. I think the county's going to lose on that. The lawyer who prosecutes a slap case and gets called for it is going to wind up on the hook personally for uh, punishment, which, you know, I don't know whether that's the reason that Allison Rogers, the county attorney, isn't running this lawsuit, but her deputy, Steve West, is the one running it. And we got into testimony yesterday with Jeff Bergosh talking about this with Steve West. Do you know that the defendants have the copies of this in your in their possession? I, I know that they do because Jonathan Owens has admitted it. He admitted it in the news journal and he admitted it on the radio um, on August 7th. And and we have a copy of that. I made a copy of it. Um, and of course, uh, subsequently, we can't find that podcast on, on their site, which I, I found to be quite interesting. But it's not really that interesting. We went through a podcast service change and we lost a bleep ton of our podcast, which really irritated me <laughs> because we hadn't apparently vetted properly the new service and the crossover capabilities. So we have everything that's like more than five years old on one website. And we have everything that's younger than like six months old on the newest site and all the stuff, the in-between went away. And, um, it's not interesting. It's annoying. Uh, but it is true. Uh, I, I, cause I was like, is that still missing? And I went to look for it yesterday. Sure enough, can't find it. So all kinds of good work that we did uh, went away. Uh, I'm sorry if that feeds your conspiracy theory, Commissioner Bergash, but um, truly unintentional. Part two here. If it will play. Ah, <laughs> I know. It's the day of technical it issues. It is like all day today. No, it was working. My computer was working so well all day today. Okay, well, we'll, we'll give it a pause here and see if it'll come through for us with... Uh, Commissioner Bergash's testimony from yesterday. So the um, you basically had three entities there in defense. And Alex Ar- several individuals sent Thank me screenshots so from uh, Mr. Arduini, where he essentially admitted possessing it. Um, we know that the News Journal has uh, a copy. They say that um, an anonymous source gave them a copy, and we know that they have it because they've published um, uh, numerous stories 
publishing what they believe to be public records. Uh, in some instances, they weren't public records. So that's a term you're going to want to know in this conversation, a public record versus a matter of public interest. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. But right, first of all, the uh, the screenshots of Alex Arduini's comments in no way prove that he has it or that he ever claimed to have it. Um, that's part of why I think this is going to wind up becoming a slap uh, penalty against the county for that. Uh, but this question of public record, sunshine law, public record versus matter of public interest is pretty important. We'll come back to that in a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. We're not seeing anything out there on our roadways. FHP not reporting any accidents and not seeing any major slowdowns on our roadways this morning. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton through Pace on Highway 90, nothing's slowing you down there. And Highway 29 South through Cantonment is looking good. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line that's 437-1620 i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives thanks so much jake by the way something that came up yesterday in the conversation jeff bragash testified that his family and many of their documents and records and ids and numbers and count numbers and all that is apparently in these texts uh allegedly in the texts that were out in the public and he claims three of my family members now i've had fraud on their accounts three of them thousands of dollars worth of computer equipment. My son, uh, they tried to take and, and put that on his card. Um, my daughter, right before her trip to Norway, she saved a long time to go to that trip. Right before her trip, all kinds of fraud on her credit card. She had to scramble to get it replaced. My wife, now on her checking account, fraud. You know, my daughter and I, we're just waiting for the next shoe to drop. So you cannot countenance folks stealing personal identification information. It's illegal under the state to merely possess it. So I totally agree with him. Now, there there was no evidence entered that justified his claims, and nobody asked him, you know, cross-examined him about justifying those claims of fraud. But take him at his word, he's testifying under oath. He's not dumb. He's not going to you know purge himself. Um, so the question there, though, is who's responsible for that? The P&J has obviously not given out this information. Uh, Alex Arduino doesn't have the files. Jonathan Owens has not given out this information. Um, as far as we know, the People who have it are, you know, Ramey Edler's lawyers, and they're not, right? So I don't, if it's connected, and I don't know if it's connected either, but if so, that's a horrible thing. I mean, we can certainly understand. Nobody would want to go through that. So I very much uh, appreciate that and sympathize with him and his family over that. That's completely unacceptable. Again, is it related? Unclear, since we don't know how they got out, who did it. Nobody knows. But um, back to, in, in fact, you know, that was something that was very clearly said in the case yesterday. This is Carol Los, 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 how was I want to say her name? Locasero talking to Jeff Bragash. And you have no idea who took the uh, the the text message file from the IT department at the county. Is that correct? We, well, there are working theories, uh, but I don't definitively have evidence or proof of who took it. But I believe that's what the FBI is looking at. I mean, I they're very very guarded with what they say. But again, and so my question, I believe, was you don't know who took the files from the IT department sitting here today. You don't I don't I don't know. Absolutely. No, I don't know. Right. And that's kind of, you know, an important problem in this whole case. Right. Is uh, understanding that now, uh, Commissioner Bragash, uh, as not all that surprisingly, sort of went out of his way to 
attack a local Facebook group called Escambia Citizens Watch, which I've talked about many times on the show. And Jamie Rogers, the personal friend now after I met her through that good work that they do to bring county issues to light and discuss them. And there are a lot of people on that site who cannot stand Jeff Bergosh and, and people on that site who defend him. OK, There's, it's an open forum to all kinds of people. But Eric Friday, who is the attorney for uh, Alex Arduini, was asking about the evidence you had to go after Alex in this case, which I think is thin to none. You said that you have some people have sent you screenshots of things Mr. Arduini has said on what on what forums? Uh, well, it's a forum that I don't go to. It's uh, it's it's a small group of about 15 people. Um, they're anti-county, anti-commissioners, anti-Jeff Bergash. But um, yeah, I've, I got screenshots sent to me and where the individual said, yeah, I, you know, We've got his text messages. I've got them. We've got them. You know, we've got them all. I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing what I saw. Yeah, it turned out it was we, and it was no personal claim, and he denied that he ever did and meant that as the group has them or somebody has them, like the public has them. So we have one comment that is, there are way more than a few text, few county messages on that thumb drive, and there's one where he says, we have them all. Yes, right? that's correct. Okay. He already testified that he was that he's part of a group of about 15 people that engage on a public forum, right? Sure. Well, they, they have 10,000 members, but it's the same 15 people that that comment. So, I mean, I think they have 10. I don't keep up with them. Again, it's a, it's, it's a real toxic site, uh, real toxic. But I think they have 10,000 like members, and I think they have 15 of the same people that comment uh, on county business and just over and over. Uh, that's That's my answer. So a small group of people participating on a highly toxic small forum. Hmm. <clears throat> I seem to have some hypocrisy stuck in my throat. Uh, but the Escambia Citizens Watch does have about 10,000 members. Uh, and a, I think they probably used to have more people participate, is my sense of things, but it's still highly participated in. Anyway, back to the legal issues involved in this case. This is going to be the key, in my opinion, okay, as a non-lawyer, right? But in my opinion, watching this hearing yesterday, this is going to be the key. Carol Locasero from the PNJ brought this up. I want to make sure that some concepts don't get conflated here. Um, what, what the county seems to rely on extensively is the idea of what would Chapter 119 require. Um, they, and, and is it um, a public record? The, the question that, that the First Amendment case law asks is, is, is the information of public concern? And here, there's no question there's a, there's a public concern about the text messages. They, um, as reported, deal with all kinds of issues. See, I had been making the mistake all along of thinking of the question of the Florida Sunshine Law and public records and all of the public records that are on Jeff's phone in these text messages. And that's not the right way to think about this, because even in a place where we didn't have the sunshine law, even where we don't have public records requirements of the sort we do have in Florida, documents of significant public interest are lawful for a news organization to have and to publish going as far back as the Pentagon Papers. And so the question of whether the stuff is legally considered a public record related to county business is not the standard. The question is whether it's of public interest or not. And I have read all the PNJ articles that they have published related to this. And so far, I have thought that everything they published was public interest. And they claim that there are things that are in the text messages they have 
which are not in the publicly available version that the county attorneys and Jeff Bergash put so much time into redacting and put out for the lawsuit and are basically saying, hey, you've got all the public records. Give us back the unredacted versions of everything because you've got everything you need here and what we put out. And the PNJ is saying, you didn't put everything else out. There's important stuff that was omitted in that list. And it's really up to us to decide what to do with it. You can't just send the sheriff into our newsroom to gather everything back. That's not how America functions. We would ask that the court um, deny uh, any sort of writ here. Um, it's just absolutely inappropriate to intrude and, ha and, and have, you know, a writ of replevin sends a sheriff to our newsroom. Um, to obtain materials. And as several point, people are pointing out in texts, they're saying, you know, who texts all this personal account information? I'll give a little bit of a break uh, to Jeff on that because, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff on my phone that's, you know, you, I mean, typically you, if you do send it, you delete it immediately. You know, you wouldn't keep that. But, you know, if you're managing people's accounts for them or dealing with the business or, you know, you're filing insurance claims for a, a, a minor child or something. I mean, there's all kinds of situations where you might have some of that stuff. I don't know if you'd have quite have that extent of it, but um, still, if you're doing it on the same phone that you're doing county business on, as Dennis Green, the attorney for Jonathan Owens pointed out. It, it kind of reminds me of, of the sheriff's office here in Escambia County. There's a reason why Escambia County issues all the deputy sheriffs their own county phone. And every deputy sheriff employee of the county knows if you use your personal phone for official business you've made your entire phone discoverable right and and also by the way on the whole issue of we've released all of the records um florida statute actually requires that if you redact things off of a public record and claim that they're not relevant to the sunshine law you're supposed to give a justification for that and there's no such justification in the court filings that supposedly give all of the redacted and the appropriate documents for public record. Dennis Green goes on to say. So here we have a county commissioner who's admitted he's used his personal phone for county business. He uses county resources to unlock his phone. He could have simply hired a private corporation and he could have said, hey, here's my phone. Unlock it, jailbreak it, do what you got to do, sequester those public records. I'm going to keep those and preserve those and turn those into the county or can or have it in his safe so nobody can come in from, from the roof and, and steal it, make a copy of it and, and disseminate it. But that's not what he chose to do, Your Honor. Right. And now after using county resources to solve the phone problem, he's now using county resources to try to get back the documents, which... On the one hand, they allege are already in the public domain because they've released the redacted version of them. And on the other hand, they're using county resources to recover personal private things that are not county business. So it's a bit of a bit of a thinker to try to figure all of this out. Eric Friday finally here says, Your Honor, this case law has been so well established since the Pentagon Papers case. The fact that we are even here is absurd. Your Honor, I'd ask that the court deny the replevin uh, and set an early date on the motions to dismiss and the slap, slap motions by these defendants. That's Thank Eric Friday, the attorney for Alex Arduini. And do keep in mind that once this stuff is all settled with the replevin uh, or non-settled, because it'll be dismissed is what my expectation is, uh, there will be slap suits against the county, uh, probably from all three of these entities. And then the fun will really begin. Seven, a slap strategic lawsuit against public participation uh, or private. I forget which the P stands for, but that's designed to protect people who a county or a city would abuse the court system to try to silence them. <laughs>
So that's exactly what this is. 726 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? All right. We're still looking great on our roadways this morning for your commute. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you're on Highway 98 this morning through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, not seeing anything slowing you down. Looks like Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield, and we're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you're on uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning, not seeing anything slowing you down. If you do see anything out there on your roadways and you want to report it to us, just call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. If you've got work that needs to be done on your car, especially if it's an import, BMW, Porsche, Mercedes, Genesis, Jaguar, Audi, Lexus, Bobby Likas Auto Service. They take care of those vehicles all the time. You don't have to go to the dealership. You don't have to drive to Destin or Mobile or wherever it happens to be. Get it done right here on uh, Davis Highway. Also, if it's an American car, a domestic car, no problem. They work on those. Diesel engine, yes. Gas engine, yes. Engine, yes. They work on it. Carcliniceservice.com is the website, like a healthcare clinic for your car, where they want you to see them for the little stuff so you don't have to see them for the big unexpected stuff. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Judge not that ye be not judged. Consider with me what that really means. That phrase is not a command against making judgments, but in contrast, Matthew 7, 1 through 6 is a command to judge properly. It's so easy to find fault in others, but the first rule of proper judgment is to consider and address your own faults. The second rule is to be sure that your judgments are clear and not clouded by a self-serving carnal agenda. Thirdly, don't waste your judgments on people who won't value them. For example, if you have a very valuable pearl necklace and you cast it into a pig pen, that would be foolish because the pigs don't understand the worth of the pearls. In the same way, you should be cautious with where you cast your valuable Bible-based judgments. So judge wisely. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today. Learn at your own pace and check out the Medical Marijuana Education Series. You decide what you'd like to learn and win with Mary on Demand. Visit mary.famu.edu. That's M-M-E-R-I.F-A-M-U.edu. And remember, recreational marijuana is still illegal in Florida. Mary, educate, learn, talk. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are all words you hear a lot about in today's world. But what do they mean? How do you get started? You can start by tuning into the Pensacola Expert Panel this Monday at 1030 a.m. Join me, Lexi Mendoza, and I'll show you how to navigate the fast-growing landscape of digital advertising this Monday at 1030 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions, 850-437-1620. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR-TV News on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. What you talking about, Willis? Get on my Oh, man, so good. By the way, in case you're wondering, Florida Statute 11907E, if the person who has custody of a public record contends that all or part of the record is exempt from inspection and copying, he or she shall state the basis of the exemption that he or she contends is applicable to the record, uh, including the statutory citation to an exemption created or afforded by a statute. Just as a extra note. Hey, you want to go to Pensacon? I've got two single-day passes for caller number one. 
Be fast. 437-1620. Call now and win. Go to Pensacon. What a festival it is if you've never been. This is your great opportunity to get in the front door on us. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa Jelt. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies in prison. He was 47. We're told the 47-year-old felt unwell after a walk on Friday and almost immediately lost consciousness. The Kremlin says it's checking these reports. Fox's Jonathan Savage in London. Navalny was the harshest critic of the Russian President Vladimir Putin. In battle, Fulton County DA Vani Willis will be back on the witness stand today. Her second day of testimony comes after defending her romantic relationship with Donald Trump's special prosecutor Nathan Wade. Fox's Brooks Singman spoke exclusively with former President Trump after Willis's testimony yesterday, and he tells me, "quote It is so badly tainted. The case will have to be dropped. There is no way they can have a case. The whole thing was a scam to get money for the boyfriend." America is listening to Fox News. Good morning at 731, 55 degrees and cloudy right now. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. It's no surprise to those who drive on US 98 through Navarre that more than 41,000 cars pass through the area each day on the only east-west route available. Now Santa Rosa County is taking the first step in addressing those congestion concerns. Yesterday, they held a public forum at the Tiger Point Community Center showcasing a plan to build a bypass road through Navarre to ease the congestion on 98. Santa Rosa County Zoning and Planning Director Sean Ward told Channel 3. Just a public meeting for the citizens to voice their opinions and to take into consideration what's going on and keep them advised of the study process. Santa Rosa County hopes a bypass road will reduce the high number of crashes. Anything we can do to keep the neighbors off of 98, allow them to get to the publics, to the library, to the YMCA and things like that without having to get on the main road. That's what we're looking at. But not too many people at the public forum liked the idea. Brian Johnson, a homeowner, was one of them. I just don't understand why 399 can't be involved and there's going to be a lot of houses, a lot of people affected. I know I wouldn't have bought the house and it was brand new two years ago on that spot if I knew this was going through because it's going to take a lot of my front front lawn but others kept an open mind it's gonna uh, uh, be a benefit for the community but how do how, how do we mitigate the least you know effect on the community in regards to where the existing housing areas are where the existing roads are if the project makes it through all the hurdles the county says it could be seven to ten years before construction even begins the pensacola police department is looking to spend about one hundred fifty thousand dollars in opioid settlement money to outfit their officers with a device that can de detect some drugs it's called TrueNarc, a narcotics analyzer that can tell exactly what type of drug is being used by using a laser. We've had exposures to officers, as most agencies have. It's a very dangerous situation. Uh, it can get very bad very quickly, and uh, this will help a lot with that issue. Pensacola Police Department Officer Mike Wood says each device costs about $8,000. The Pensacola Police Department would be the next local law enforcement agency to have those devices following the Escambia and Santa Rosa Sheriff's offices. Governor Ron DeSantis says some school book challenges have gone too far and now he's asking the Florida Department of Education to take action against people who are politicizing the parental objection process to weed out inappropriate books. It's trying to obscure the reason why parents have been concerned and they're basically trying to just confuse the issue to act like classic works are somehow not welcome. Nothing could be further from the truth. 
The governor says the classics like To Kill a Mockingbird, Romeo and Juliet, Charlotte's Web, and A Diary of Anne Frank are not banned. Let's check the forecast with Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. It will be a nice humid day today. Temperatures near 63 degrees for your high, mostly cloudy skies. Rain chance will kick off as you go into the afternoon and evening, light to moderate showers. As you go overnight, temperatures dropping near 56 with our rain chance hanging around. Rain for Saturday morning before things clear up after about 11 a.m. High on Saturday near 59 degrees, low Saturday night near 37. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, let's check in with Jake Walker for Traffic on the Fives. All right. Congratulations to Steve. He was taking our pair of Pensacon tickets home. Uh, congratulations there. Uh, listen, definitely listen to our, uh, our Pensacola expert panel here uh, later on at 930. I will be giving away some tickets on that show as well. Stay tuned. Not seeing anything on our roadways. No accidents reported by FHP. It looks like no slowdowns on the traffic maps here. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Not seeing any accidents on Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace. Chase Street, Gregor Street, Garden Street, Palafox all checking in clear. Lillian, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington all accident free on the west side. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. This traffic report is brought to you by ECUA. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks, Jake. Right now, 55 in Pensacola, 54 in Gulf Breeze, and 52 degrees in Milton at 735. The next news is 8, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Jeff Bezos has sold $2 billion worth of Amazon shares for the third time this month. Regulatory filings show the Amazon founder's total sales now amount to over $6 billion. Bezos sold two previous batches of 12 million shares on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. This marks the first time Bezos has sold Amazon stock since May of 2021, the year he stepped down as Amazon's CEO. DraftKings posted quarterly results that missed Wall Street estimates but increased its revenue by 44%. The sports betting company raked in just over $1.2 billion. DraftKings recently launched its sportsbook product in Maine and Vermont, bringing the platform to a total of 24 states. DraftKings also garnered 3.5 million average monthly unique players, a 37% increase from the same period in 2022. Futures are mixed. The Dow Industrials gained 348 yesterday. That's your money now. For a short month, February sure has a lot going on. The big game, Mardi Gras, Valentine's, and President's Day, to name a few. So, what else can we celebrate? How about a very low interest rate and $500 cash when you finance a 2024 Volkswagen at Feedmore Imports? That's right. Feedmore Imports now offers 1.9% financing for 48 months on all 2024 Tiguan and Taos models, plus $500 customer cash. The 2024 Tiguan S from 29101 and financing for 1.9% at 48 months. The 2024 Taos S from 24991 and 1.9% financing at 48 months. Plus the 2024 Volkswagen Jetta S now from 22481 with available financing of 1.9 at 48 months. These deals won't last long, so hurry to feed more imports. They're not in Car City, but at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates and bonus cash from qualifying credit. CI must take retail delivery by March 4th, 2024. See dealer for details. 
I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase thinking that was going to be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes and I really do focus in on coming in to uh, an authorized dealer like Berets for any of the Omega or Breitling purchases. They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it, and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping at Barnes Feed Store. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Morning, 740 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola Morning News. Joining us now, we have former county commissioner Robert Bender, now the supervisor of elections for Escambia County, of course, replacing the outgoing David Stafford, who took a job with the, the feds working for CISA, the Center for Information Security Systems, I think, something like that. Anyway, uh, he's doing election security for the feds now. Uh, I keep wanting to say commissioner, but supervisor Bender, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Yeah. Morning, Andrew. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. So um, there is a pothole at uh, Via De Luna and Fort Pickens Road that um, I'm trying to figure some stuff out about. What can you tell me? <laughs> well, I, I, you know, there shouldn't be because the crews were out there uh, grinding that away and, and repaving that whole intersection yesterday. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, we just, you know, they just we we did get that repaved though from uh, south of the toll plaza to I know, I know. and then the intersection was being redone. So. I'm just uh, I'm just messing with you there. because that's that's been you, our conversations for the last God however many years now. Um, I'm so accustomed to thinking of that with you with all kinds of county issues. Yeah. But now the supervisor of elections. So first things. This is the first time you've been on the show since you got um, the job. Um, how are you adjusting? What do you how do you like it? It's it's going great, and uh, I mean I really appreciate the kind words last week. Um, oh, you're so you know, when when I the day. When I had my swearing in on on the Wednesday after I took over, it, it didn't seem like it was our third day on on the job. My third day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a great team there. Of course, David had a great team there, and uh, he's really set the the office up for success. So, um, you know, in that week we were having to get the military overseas ballots out the Yukovas, and um, and so we we went through the processes and and got some things working that hadn't been working before, and and accomplished that. So. And then last week we sent out another almost 10,000 ballots uh, to our, our domestic voters. So um, it's been a busy you know, three weeks. Uh, we're training poll workers, getting them ready for early voting and, and election day. And, um, and, and on top of just 
just getting an understanding of, of everything that uh, that I didn't know and getting tuned in with uh, with the state. Uh, with the other supervisors of elections and, and things like that. So Now, you have been on the canvassing board before, of course. Uh, that's one of the duties of the county commissioners is when they're not in an election year. And um, my, my question for you is, if the job is 100% of the totality of the things that you're going to need to know, what percentage did you know already as an outsider slash county commissioner slash canvassing board member? I don't know about an actual percentage, but... And, you know, I was there for the 2020 presidential election, so I, I went through three election cycles. So, of course, the, the lead-up time, um, you know, we're, we're learning the statutes um, for that process. Uh, you know, you've, I have to take a, a training course, course. Uh, do signature verification and things like that uh, for, as a canvassing board member. Uh, I had done all those things already because I was, I was on the canvassing board again this year. Um, and um, But I also paid attention to the process um you know i didn't just sit at the table and wait for stuff to come i would i would you know help process the ballots of of just running them through the machine and you know that's the tabulator that you know goes so fast that you know it's like reading the sat bubbles you know things right. like that um and and so um you know I, I was familiar with the process um and uh so again it's this minor uh, the finer details and and just learning you know, little nuances. Um, but I, I think that's what really helped. And, and even those first few weeks was, um, you know, I wasn't, uh, didn't have my, my nose in the statutes. Uh, you know, I was, I was in the back helping with stuffing of the ballots and things like that. So, um, you know, sat in a couple of the training reviewed manuals, um, just to try to, uh, immerse myself in, in all the details that, that staff's doing every day. There are important deadlines uh, that are almost upon us. I mean, we've already got sample ballots. You know, my wife and I, uh, well, I guess she did because she requested, I don't request a vote by mail because I like to vote in person. Um, but what are some of the important deadlines that people need to be aware of? Sure. So she got one of our actual ballots that we sent last week. Um, sample ballots, uh, just because you mentioned that, uh, we hope to ba- mail around May 1st. I mean, sorry, March 1st. Those will go to any, any voter that has not uh, asked for a vote by mail ballot. Um, and as we're talking about vote by mail ballots, uh, that's one of our three ways to vote. And uh, as of uh, the end of last year, everyone who had requested a vote by mail ballot, uh, uh, their request expired. Uh, so everyone has to request a, a vote by mail ballot for each election cycle. So you could request a vote by mail ballot uh, for the three elections this year, um, but it would expire after this year. Um, and so we hope to have the, the sample ballot out to everyone else uh, by about March 1st. Um, but the, the, the quickest deadline we have coming up is, is February 20th, the books close. So this is a Republican-only closed primary. Um, and so uh, you either need to register to vote or change your party. Um, by February 20th, you can come by our office until 5 p.m. Or you can go on our website until 11 p.m. on the 20th um, to register to vote. Um, and then March 7th is the last day to request a vote by mail ballot. Um, and then... Um, some of the things that will be on the sample ballot will be all, all 10 of our early voting locations. Um, and those will, that will be from March 9th to March 16th, nine to five at, at all locations. And then, uh, March 19th is the presidential preference and, uh, that's 7am to 7pm. Um, and so, uh, again, going back to the people that have requested a vote by mail ballot, you can track your ballot on our website is gambiavotes.gov. Uh, and so if you send it in, you'll, you'll know when we've received it. Um, and uh, you can also call the office to ch- check that. 
Which is always, um, a, that's always a nice feature because when you mail it, there's always that. I hope it gets there, you know, but you can actually track it and make sure that it does. Uh, just uh, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Robert. We're talking to Robert Bender, the yeah, supervisor no, no, of no, elections, fine. but hang on for just a second. I'm going to come back to you in a second, but uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives first. All right. We're still looking great on our roadways. No accidents or slowdowns to tell you about. Highway 98 is good. Highway 90 coming through Milton and Pace. No accidents. And Highway 29 is accident free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. If you do see anything out there, you can always let us know on our traffic tip line. That's 437 1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to uh, Robert Bender. He's a supervisor of elections in Escambia County. As you said, the 20th is the last day to register for this primary. So uh, questions. One question is, you said it's a Republican only primary. It's a closed primary. There is there's a Democratic primary, though, too, right, for president or is there not? There is not. There's there was not a qualified candidate that 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 registered qualified uh, against President Biden. So. so there is no Democratic presidential preference. So you can't even write in somebody else. Okay, all right, fair enough. I, see, I didn't know that yep. about Florida. So yep. I learn things every day. Uh, yep. Second thing is, when somebody gets this ballot, um, either in the mail or when they come to the polling place, you know, I, I know my wife had said, um, you know, well, what happens to the, you know, there's a person on this ballot that I don't even recognize their name, let alone people like Governor DeSantis, who qualified but has you know, suspended his campaign. What happens if I vote for somebody that is, you know, not actively running a campaign come March 19th, which is probably going to be everybody but Trump, most likely? What happens to those votes? So those votes will still count towards that individual. Um, So we will have signage up that suspended campaign, you know, uh, hopefully voters uh, can go check or or come in that are aware of campaigns that have been suspended. Uh, But uh, they were they did all qualify at the deadline. And so that's why their, their names are still on the ballot. And uh, any vote for that individual will, will be counted towards that individual. Very good. Anything else that you want people to know uh, before we let you go today? Sure. So as, as we we're talking about the tracking our, our ballots and things like that, you know, we do suggest that you, you try to mail it uh, a week before um, March 19th. Um, but if, if you've mailed it and you're worried that it doesn't come in time, you can still go vote um, at early voting or, or at the precinct. And then what happens is when we receive that ballot, if we receive it before, you know, by March 19th, uh, our, our system shows that you've already voted and we, and we won't, we won't accept it. You know, we'll just hold on to it. We don't open it or anything like that. So, um, again, if you get worried about that, um, then, um, then you can still go vote. Very, um, very good. And I think that's, uh, that's about it. Perfect. Well, uh, welcome to the job. I am going to, I am going to take a, a moment of privilege here for a second and you and I've known each other a fair amount of time. Uh, I, you know, I've always thought that you were a very good source of information and, you know, certainly capable of what you did as a county commissioner. I'm going to lobby you for something that is extremely important to me and I think to the country. Okay, you ready? Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the concept of it's sometimes called instant runoff voting. Sometimes it's called ranked choice voting. But it's the idea that instead of voting bubble for one person, you rank all of the candidates, one, two, three, four, five, in the order you would like them if able it's a system that's used in some countries and some states and some small areas or whatever. Um, I am adamantly, like, I'm convinced of the value of this more than anything else I believe in politics right now. Um, please, sir, if there's anything you can do <laughs> to make this happen uh, or to advocate for it, uh, this is my just, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you do whatever you can, okay? Sure. So, uh, and that's the thing is, so just, just like the, the associate floor association of counties. Uh, there's a floor supervisor of elections association, and and um, and so I, I look at getting look forward to getting involved with, with them. Right. Um, and of course, similar to 
to what what we do. You know, we would lobby the legislators and things like that. But um, there's yeah, there's definitely a couple different uh, options out there. So, um, but you know, real quick, I would say that, uh, and not it's not the the voting style, but just Florida in general. Uh, I think that uh, Florida is the gold standard across the country in how we run elections. Agreed. Um, and and so um, and that's what our voters have come to expect. Um, you know, safe, accurate, um, quick results. You know, uh, you know, I have 15 minutes from the time that the polls close uh, to get the early vote and the vote by mail that we've already tabulated um, posted. Um, and so, when you have 60 to 70 percent of your vote that's that's being, um, you know, the results are, are being shown 15 minutes after the polls close, and then the precincts are coming in shortly thereafter. You know, we 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 get uh, a fairly accurate uh, result um, pretty quickly. Right. Um, but, uh, but yes, no, I understand what you're saying. And of course I've, I've heard of that method uh, before as well. Well, very good. Well, it is the most important thing in our political system. The right to speak matters. The right to carry a gun matters. The uh, right to, um, you know, have the charges announced against you in a trial by jury. All of these things matter, but, Pretty much all of that doesn't matter if we don't have the ability to vote and have an accurate tally of who we vote for and put them in power properly. So you are a safeguard of one of the most important elements of our system and liberty. And so I appreciate that you're doing the job. Robert Bender, our supervisor of elections in Escambia County, sir, thanks for the time this morning. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, sir, Andrew. Thank you so much. 751 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. If you are a business owner and you have employees and you want to take care of them, of course you do. Uh, you got insurance for them, right? Health insurance, dental, vision, life, disability. You got to manage human resources. You got to manage payroll. You got to do stuff that most likely when you got into business, making widgets or doing buildings or, you know, giving people legal advice, whatever your business is, you probably didn't anticipate the thrill it would be to manage health insurance for people. But it matters, right? And employee satisfaction, retention, and recruitment is all a part of this. Uh, so you want to do your best by them. Torgerson Causey, they can help you with it. The thing that you hate to do, they love to do. I mean, seriously, they like dealing with this stuff, and they're very good at it. We've been using them here at News Radio and Cat Country for about seven years now, and they're fantastic. They gave us options we didn't have. They always give us good answers to difficult questions, and I appreciate the customer service as much as I appreciate the products that they they represent. 433-9996 for Torgerson Causey, or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of everyone in your community. Listen in on Tuesday at 1030 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Director Marie Mott will give a public health update. That's Tuesday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hi, this is Earl Ron. New South Window knows southern weather is unpredictable, and our Energy Star windows and doors will keep the heat in and the cold outside where it belongs. We prioritize keeping your family and your home comfortable all year round. Energy efficient products made, installed, and guaranteed for life. Get New South Proud. When you buy more, you can save more. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. 
Firm offers insurance services. Advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. Search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today at FreshFromFlorida.com. A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I, I don't play golf uh, for money against people. Everybody over 40 is picturing red flower pots inverted on somebody's head. Uh, 755. <laughs> that was such a good look. It was. It was. Do you ever wear that to school? Uh, no. no. I had enough trouble getting out of getting beat up <laughs> at school. Uh, I didn't need to make matters worse for myself. Parachute pants for you? Tight roll in the jeans? I did the Reebok pumps. Oh, okay. Well, and the hammer pa- I did the hammer pants one, one time. All right, fair enough. They, they were actually just a pair of my brother's pants that had gotten too big, but they looked like MC Hammer pants. I, I remember I couldn't figure out how to do the tight roll right, so I used a, um, <clears throat> a safety pin. Uh, 7.55 on <laughs> little cheater code. <laughs> 7.55, News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right, we're looking great on our roadways. We haven't had any problems all morning. That's so good. Uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, all uh, checking in clear. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway. Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. If you're on uh, Highway 90 getting out of pace this morning, I don't see any accidents slowing you down. If you do see anything out there on our roadways and you want to report it to us, you can call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the five. <laughs> I'm getting a funny text in here. One person texted me and said, no, Andrew, they were red Christmas tree stands. <laughs> okay. Somebody else says, you don't even know that Devo song is my ringtone, and now I'm looking all over my car uh, to figure out who the hell is calling me. <laughs> crack that whip. Uh, I'm sorry, not sorry. All right, Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Well, good morning. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is dead. Reports today from the Russian media say the staunch critic of President Vladimir Putin died while behind bars at the age of 47. He led protests against the Kremlin for more than a decade, even daring to run against Putin. A verdict is expected today in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial. The New York judge overseeing the case has already ruled Trump engaged in fraud and must now decide what the penalties he and the company should pay. Uh, State Attorney General Letitia James is seeking $370 million and a ban on Trump doing business in New York. Passengers of a Delta International flight may have been really happy to get off that plane after a suitcase containing rotten fish in the overhead bin broke Oh, God, you got to warn people about this story. And, yeah. This is a whole... Horrible, horrible off, story. Yeah, yeah, down if you're having breakfast because <laughs> these people were kind of inundated by maggots falling on oh. them uh, from that rotten fish suitcase thing. See, the flight was traveling from Amsterdam to Detroit and it was rerouted back to Amsterdam. Passengers quickly exited the plane after it landed at the original airport and the suitcase that caused the disruption was put in a bag to be burned while the cabin yeah. was cleaned thoroughly. You're just minding your own business sitting there in 17A <laughs> yeah. when... 
a maggot falls on your tray, and then bloop, a maggot falls on your face. You're like, what? And then more and more, and apparently they look up in the bin, and some guy had brought on board rotting fish oh. with them in it. Yep. And, oh, How do you get that through security? I don't ask. Don't want to know. Tastes like chicken. 758, <laughs> Steve, thanks so much for the gross, super gross update. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hey, if you're thinking about buying a new home. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. <laughs> yeah, mm. if, if you're thinking about buying a new home, upsizing, downsizing, a new rental, buying for the first time, selling, whatever the case may be. Hey, Christina Leavenworth, um, she don't stink. I mean, I don't know what he, no, but it's, <laughs> no, she's fantastic. I love her so much. And she's probably dying. If she's listening, she's dying right now. It's hilarious. Um, she and her folks at Levin Rinky Realty, they can help you. They sold 175 homes last year, and, uh, man, they just do such a good job. Give her a call. And even if you're not sure, like if you're just kind of thinking about it, that's a perfect time to give her a call. She loves to meet new people. She will not bring fish to the meeting. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I had forgot. I, like, had prepped that story, and then I had forgotten about it. And so thank you, Steve, for... Bringing that right back. In case you're wondering, by the way, not safe to eat maggots because they often come from decomposing food, which carries nasty stuff on it. Stream us at newsradio923.com. News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.